All right, everyone. Hi, welcome to First Person Shriders, the Dark Souls of podcast. You went there immediately, <laughs> like straight away. I mean, like no restraint. You just how am I going to? I can't introduce myself now. I don't know how to. Oh God. I'd like Hold to on. exit. This is like Dark Souls too. Yeah, I'd like to exit this episode. You've ruined so... it. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. That was fun. Okay, anyway, you don't even need to pick like the introductory bit. You just slot this in at the start, Johnny. Um, yeah, so uh, we're first person shriders. We're a podcast where we talk about games that we've played, but really it's just crack among friends. So we'll start with our introductions. We've got a guest here today, so I'll let her introduce herself first. Oh, that's that's rude. That's, there's absolutely <laughs> no preparation for that at all. Hello, I'm Claire. I'm Kitty's friend. I'm doing nothing right today. <laughs> I'm just thrown in front of the podcast bus there. Uh, I'm Claire. Uh, yeah, I'm Kitty's friend. I've, I've chatted to a couple of people in this podcast before, played games with them very briefly. I look forward to maybe getting back into that at some point when you aren't playing these like proper big boy edgy games um, that are really popular. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, nice. that's me. Um yeah, I'm Claire. I work in games, like I think most of the people here. I thoroughly love it. It's amazing. It just fulfills my life so much. Me and you are the only people who work in games here. Nobody else. So does. we're the only idiots here. Okay. Yeah, we, no, we're just the, the three of us are just absolute posers. That's all. Oh well, <laughs> at least you admit it. If you work in yeah. games, you're a poser by default. So do you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'll introduce myself. I'm Kitty. I am the self-proclaimed indie expert. I normally play really obscure indie games uh, and postulate about them. I'm Cass. I used to play MMOs and now all I do is play one of the games that we'll talk about now in a minute. So. Uh, I'm, I'm Chris. I don't know what I am anymore. I used to think I, like, I define myself by not liking Dark Souls games and um, we'll have things to talk about today. Anyway, Johnny, yeah. you introduce yourself. My name's Johnny, and I rarely play a game that's currently out this year. I'm normally five years behind everyone else. Oh, so you're not about numbers big anymore? I've stopped doing numbers season two the entire time. You remember you slagged me about it and I got really self-conscious, so I stopped doing it. Oh, oh. sorry. I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> strong, positive vibes in this episode. I'd like to I think. Know. I I'm you glad we changed you. Shouters, we will make you feel sensitive about nothing. Well, you know the way people say, oh, you brought the weather with you? I definitely brought, like, the rain, the clouds. I don't know. That's, that's my oh, so What part guess. of Ireland are you in? <laughs> no, it's been, like, so it's been another few weeks since we last recorded as well so like th this whole season's basically been marked by each of us kind of forgetting how to how to podcast i think mm. that's that and just like general adult woes there's yeah. been like a lot of adult woes we've had to deal with this season and so mm. with that has brought like coming to podcasting being like Whoa, what's happened <laughs> yeah what's life what is life exactly all right so before we uh drown into a black hole of sorrow uh we'll talk about the games we've been playing <laughs> recently um and we're being uncharacteristically like kind of almost recent or current 
um, in that most of us have played either Elden Ring or Horizon Zero Dawn, which are two of the big oh. open world releases lately. Forbidden what? West. Oh, did I say Zero Dawn? Yeah. Oh, I've done that. Okay, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Oh, kitty. <laughs> Forbidden West. Basically reskinned. Same thing. Different Ouch. day. Um, <laughs> That's your review, is it? That? Wow. That's my review. Wow. We're getting started. We'll get, we'll get into it. Um, wh what would we prefer to start with? Elden Ring or Horizon? Alphabetical. Uh, doesn't yeah, matter to Johnny because he's played neither. <laughs> I've played both, so like... I'm I'm not going to cast a vote in this one. I think that's why you should cast a vote. Oh, you're the, yeah, well, you, yeah. You're the yeah. Would you prefer to start talking about which one? Which one's going to be more enjoyable to talk about for you? Probably Elden Ring will be more enjoyable because I played like significantly more of that. Okay. Let's start with. It's like, would you? Yeah, I was thinking. Let's start yeah. with the less fun, and then you could talk about the worst fun thing. <laughs> uh, so, who wants to give an introduction into what Forbidden West is? Is anybody? I can do it, but if anybody has... You should do it. Lead I think on. you've completed it, though, haven't you? So I've like, completed it, yeah. yeah. I'm not so even anywhere close to completing it. So. Um, okay, so you end Horizon Zero Dawn, where uh, Aloy has defeated the big bad. Hang on, who's Aloy? Aloy's the main character, okay. so the, the, the girl with the big, long ginger hair. Oh, yeah. Um, so she's our main character. So have you not played Zero Dawn, either? I'm being facetious. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm coming home soon. I'm going to give you a slap. I'll save up my slaps for you. Um, <laughs> uh, so she defeated the big bad. Everybody saved. But the real like problems are still actually there. So uh, Horizon Forbidden West is Aloy continuing her journey to reestablish Gaia, to uh, reestablish the environmental system so that the planet will actually um, you know, not crash and burn, which is the direct trajectory it's currently on. Um, so that's the establishing point of uh, Horizon Forbidden West. But you quickly find out some stuff from the end of the first one where Silens, who was kind of your friend but not your friend, got double-crossed you and Hades is still around. This is like all the first hour, so it's not a huge spoiler. Um, and then you're set upon your mission. Um, that's really it. Like That's the whole overarching narrative at the start anyway. There are a couple of things that, that come... Uh, out of left field that are twists in the story that were genuinely I thought quite good um, and that did ca catch me off guard but for the most part it's essentially the exact same game in that you're going around doing little quests you're finding hidden stuff you're collecting stuff you're finding robot monster thingies it's basically all the same is that uh, a good thing or a bad thing for you? for me it was a bad thing personally like I was like horizon zero dawn i was mostly interested in the narrative and over time got less and less interested in the copy paste-ness of a lot of the objectives that they want you to do like the side stuff and her horizon forbidden i'm going to keep fumbling over that horizon forbidden west um was pretty much the same where it was very much like cookie cutter here's a rebel camp to fight and here's another rebel camp and you're not really sure exactly why you're doing this but uh, but you're doing the exact same thing over and over ad nauseum um with no real overarching payoff it's just a thing that you can do um that just felt like they were trying to fill time then give me any actual meaningful gameplay and like i was going around doing stuff and then after a point i was like oh my god fuck this i can't be harsh anymore it's kind of just want the story it's interesting like i they're 
I bounced off the first one, um, zeroed on quite hard, and then last year when we were st- we started recording these shows and everything, I started playing it again and burned through it really quickly. I loved it. It's interesting you say that it is basically more of the same because whenever I finished Zero Dawn, I would have given my left arm for more of the same because I was enjoying it that much. But now, like after a bit of a break in between, yeah, the um, I suppose especially in light of the other open world game we're going to talk about, like yeah it's a lot of time filling exercises it's a lot of padding I, th- I feel like a lot of the rebel camp stuff just not that i've played that much of it so far i mean i played maybe 15 to 20 hours ish of the of the main game so far but like yeah it's starting to it was starting to get a bit grindy and a bit samey even at the point that i had gotten to in the storyline Mm. Well, I like so. I've played the first one. It was the first ever PS4 game that I played when I got the PS4, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I and but then when this game came out, I knew I was excited for it, but I also forgot a lot of what happened in the previous game. So I had to like watch a quick three minute recap or something like that. And then I got the game and I was playing it, and I wasn't really as invested in the narrative overall. There were bits in. Um, forbidden west that like i enjoyed etc but i it i wasn't as um what's the word i wasn't as fussed or as like um saturated in it as i would be say something else open world and rpg where i like really sort of get into it etc but i really enjoyed it i play i would play it for like chunky lengths of time as you got towards the end i was yeah i was grinding a lot um i think and i didn't really care to be honest to there are a lot of repeat missions but it was quicker it was they were i think the way i was playing it and because i was just playing it in the evening and there was nothing else to do time just kind of went by and so i i didn't really mind it so much there's some games where they can be big and they can be a bit tedious but i don't know you kind of get used to the monotony of it i think so one of the games i really enjoyed last year was um assassin's creed valhalla and I'm not, I'm not bringing this up to sort of segue, though we can use it as a cheeky segue into whatever nonsense people have been talking about to, like, start arguments about the games and that. But I really enjoyed Valhalla, even though that game did test me um, in terms of, like, the bugs and everything that were with it at the start. Um, and I found myself just mindlessly doing a lot of side quests and putting loads of hours in. But there was always segments that would eventually happen that would get you back into it there was something i don't know there's something appealing about the grind um but then again it may not be i don't think it's at all going to be similar or as rewarding as the other game that we're going to be talking about and i can already tell that even though i haven't played the game um but no i i I enjoyed it i think for me funny it's a bit opposite because there was a lot of time between the first and the second game the fact that it was more or less a copy paste didn't bother me as much because I didn't go from that straight into it. Whereas Assassin's Creed games, for example, they come out every year. So you really notice the samey elements of them. Yet for some reason I keep playing them, though I think Valhalla is my last one. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's a preference thing, mm. to be honest, more than anything else. Because I saw a guy who did a Twitter th- thread about it that I feel like summed it up perfectly in that there's an emerging distinction between two very different types of open world games. One of them he termed museum, which describes games like Breath of the Wild and describes games like Elden Ring. And then another one is theme park. 
that describes games like Horizon Zero Dawn or Forbidden West and Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. And the difference of them being in a museum, you're left to your own devices to explore and you're not really handheld through it. You're not necessarily there for the same kind of entertainment. Whereas a theme park, you're there to be given a you know this kind of entertainment value. You're handheld more. You're you're showing everything on the map, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think seeing that made me realize that both of these experiences are valid, but maybe actually I'm more of a museum player because at one point in Forbidden West, I realized I could turn icons off in the menu, in, in the map mm. even. And so I started turning off the icons in the map and I instantly had a better experience because I would just start going a direction on the map. And then if I noticed something along the way, I'd get off my horse and then I'd explore it rather than oh, I'm going to go to all these question marks that I'm being told something is um, just to see what's there, which I'm a bit of a completionist and after a while it gets a bit boring for me. Mm. Um, so I feel like realizing that has made me realize that I do like games like Horizon, but I'm much more of a museum player rather than a theme park player and that's fine. That's a nice eloquent that's... way to put it, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. a nice way to put it. I think it really depends what mood you're in. Like whenever you go to play one of these kind of big games, like I, um, I've always kind of enjoyed Assassin's Creed to an extent. Um, I, I think the one that killed the franchise for me for quite a long time was Unity because it was it was just too much of the map, the like vomiting map icons onto the map <laughs> thing. It was just too much. I was like, oh, fuck did you collect all the fillers? Oh fuck you, Joy. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, like all the fillers. Oh god, everything was too much. But like games like assassin's creed the theme park or horizon like the theme parky ones they are to me games where i just switch off and go to one map marker to the next to pick up whatever MacGuffin it is or collect whatever the thing is like that that's what i go for when i really just do not want to think about anything however elden ring or other or breath of the wild games like that you do have to be quite engaged with it you need to be kind of like setting off with a goal in mind whether whether that goal is literally point your character in a direction and run and see what you find or it's i know there's a castle over there i'm going to go attack the whatever lives in it like you need to have your goals in mind when you're playing those kind of museum games i think as well um sort of tying into that just a thought came to me the goals and the motivation for playing games like breath of the wild or elden ring are implicit Whereas very much what your, your your motivation and your goals are explicitly stated and they're mapped out for you and put all over the map in like Assassin's Creed and Horizon Forbidden West. And Ghost of Tsushima was another really good example of this, where it was a high tier, high polish open world game that I really enjoyed. And it also had an extra thing. It had really good combat, um, just like Forbidden West, I assume like the first one has the really cool machine fighting. Uh, so they have their own hooks, but at the end of the day, I'm not really rewarded for exploring like the, I, I was just playing the original uh, Horizon Zero Dawn recently, and depending on what part of the map I was in, it was more or less the same thing. Whereas in Elden Ring or Breath of the Wild, I know, especially Elden Ring, which we'll get to, if I see something that looks a bit weird or a bit different in the map, and I go over there, there's going to be something there for me to find that I'm going to something appreciate. Something for you to find, and then that something will eat you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's It's that idea between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation right whereas games like horizon and the theme parks it's all uh, extrinsic you're you're going there to be given a reward whereas 
in the in in museum type games it's it's intrinsic you are going to explore a weird thing that you saw or like in breath of the wild you're constantly watching out for something that looks a little strange because you might find a kurok seed um if you see a, a funny weird puzzle um and then it's you're more being rewarded for your own curiosity um but i completely agree that there's places for both of those experiences especially like say you've been having a really hard time at work or in life and you just want your brain to switch off maybe a theme park type game is exactly what you need because you can just like switch everything off and be a bit mindless about it but still enjoy it and you get um, a sort of like a feeling of completion as you do it excuse me johnny there's a hand raising system and claire's hand was <laughs> i broke the rule though so it's fine and inadvertently yeah <laughs> we'll all break the rule it's fine uh, no i was just gonna say it, it goes back to that thing with moods and that for me yeah, when there's loads of icons on a open world game, it can be kind of like, oh, just I'm just gonna just do the main quest or whatever. There's an you can be sort of over encumbered with all that stuff, and it puts you off. But then again, it's it's a mood for me, and usually how in depth I get into games, especially the past few years, is related depending on if it's not, which is random, on my like backlog anxiety. So like if I'm mm. playing like a big game and I just keep thinking, well, I've got all these other games to play, you know, whereas years ago when there weren't as many games coming out, you know, every year, every month or whatever, you would have one game that you could just like, it's such a feckin' first world problem, but you have one game that you could dedicate loads of time to. And now you're like, well, then I've got all these other indie games and then there's a couple more massive big open world games coming out, you know, there's all, or, you know, different sort of stuff. So that will affect my mood. And then sometimes I'll have that backlog and I will just spend all my time doing all these side quests. I didn't think I would spend as much time in Watchdog Legions as I did, but lockdown had a big effect on that because I enjoyed going around and had nostalgia from going around um, London and Watchdog Legions. And that fulfilled that for me. And now that I've been back and forth Aww. in London, I'm like, I actually enjoyed it more in Watchdog Legions. I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. <laughs> But then I enjoyed the fake uh, London more than the real yeah exactly. But like you, you end up then spending more time for for whatever reason. It's a distraction. It's just the mood. If a game for me has a narrative that I'm madly invested in, then that will I will have no guilt about any backlogs. I'll be so focused on that, and that only really happens. I'm a self-proclaimed like bio whore. It only happens with bioware games. But that's because most of the characters in the games I also want to do like filthy things too. So it's all about yes. different moods, really. That's that's my take on it. So I'm here for that. Resident Thank Evil. you. Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, we did have this talk. Uh, I think it was a couple of episodes ago with uh, Anna. So I'm not going to get too much into it. But the Yakuza games, I think, is a perfect example of like a game where I genuinely love doing the side missions. But it's because each side mission is completely different, has its own little narrative capsules, and are just incredibly satisfying. So creative, yeah. You say that about Yakuza and everything, like, and just to sort of bring it back around to Forbidden West, though, Forbidden West does have that in spades. Like, the, the side quests are all fully voice acted. All the character models, um, animations, everything is so, so pretty. Especially, I don't know if, what PS4 version is like. The PS5 version is just incredible. No, it's still pretty good. Mm. It's and still pretty good, yeah. Yeah, like, it. it's the, the opening part of the game in Forbidden West when you're in that kind of smaller area um it really did a lot to actually reintroduce a lot of the characters that i had completely forgotten about from the first game too i forgot all of them except petra petra so that's um, all of them. That says what it says yeah. the hunter and, lady. The, and the 
the hunter lady i remember her but Talana, the rest of them Tal something i still don't remember where Aaron is from <laughs> i like Do you see? i, I don't like know. him a lot oh i like him but completely forget about mm. him yeah. um i have a specific question because i've just finished the first one kind of um and fighting the machines the big robots is great fun like you have to be creative and you have to think about how you're fighting them i think i mentioned this in a previous podcast fighting the other human enemies is dull as dishwasher water like it's really crap is it any better in the new one or if anything i feel like the monster fighting was a little i found it tedious the monsters were a bit tedious yeah um and i found melee to be really melee melee I found like, no. yeah, I found I found that I don't know. It was just me. I feel like they sort of like made melee not as effective. I think I don't know. Yeah, I think like with let's get into the game systems a little bit, but like the the skill trees were a lot. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like they were a lot different compared to the first game. I can't remember. Because um, you had to. I don't what was in the first game again? Can't remember. Um, but like. I find I find with Forbidden West like although you earn skill points like so so quickly and like at a, quite a rapid clip in general, um, you have to kind of specialize initially and if you don't, I find personally like if you if I didn't throw all my points into the melee end of things and the hunter stuff so like punchy punchy and shooting arrows, then I was getting wrecked in most fights at the start. I was a sneaky bitch. Yeah, which that's that's how Amy played it as well. Though she was a bit more stealthy and stuff, and uh, like mm. we had different ways of getting through the things. Um, but yeah, I do agree, I do kind of agree. Like I feel like they stretched out a lot of the combat mechanics that you earn and made some of them like instead of passive stuff that you would uh, just instead of passive stat boost or whatever, you had all these active skills that you had to remember how to use. Plus, I find the actual execution of those skills really, really obtuse and really annoying. Like having to switch between different ones and different di yeah. different builds on the fly. The resonator like, bass was the big one that's like, stop trying to make resonator bass happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but <laughs> like, the, re the resonator bass was like, it was a big but why though kind of thing. Like just give me a finisher or something, you know? What did you call yeah. the thing where um, the power up where she drinks like... Um, monster and like purple monster energy drink or something, and then she gets a power of vigor. vigor what, what do you call that? Yeah, something like yeah, vigor, vigor. Oh yeah, your vigor. I is, complete. And you have to act. Yeah, I forgot to. You have to activate it by going to the wheel. Yes. And then pressing. Yeah, a the two trigger, the two sorry bumpers. I think there's some. Yeah, so I would activate it, but though I only remembered it existed because I act kept activating it by accident. And then, but I, I never use it and I wasn't quite sure what it was doing either because you, when you're in combat, you have to move a lot unless you're like, you know, from afar or trying to cheese or whatever, a phrase that I've only just found out recently. Um, so um, big of me for that education. But yeah, you, you have to move a lot and the dodge roll is a pain in there. I just found the dodge roll to be really, really rubbish. I would always dodge into things and then get stuck. Oh, quite oh, often. Really? I got stuck a lot oh. on objects in the environment, and it was really fucking annoying. Yeah. And there was more than once where I would get stuck and have to reboot a save. Oh. Yeah, that happened to me a couple of times, and I haven't, like, I haven't played as much as you two have. But yeah, I got stuck a few yeah. times as well. I don't know. Like, I, I, we're complaining a lot about this game. I'm actually still enjoying it though. I like. I, I have a lot of complaints. In fairness, um, in life. Uh, I, just... I yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I do have a lot of complaints, um, and part like my main core complaint is that I 
it, it again it's a preference thing i feel like i'm in a point in my life where i want games that respect my time and i do not feel that horizon respected my time at often points but equally i chose to do those things um even though i'm encouraged to do it but i still enjoyed playing it and i did enjoy some of the side stories and i did enjoy the narrative i wasn't overly sold on the character development and the very very end is kind of like all right oh, here we go there's no spoilers but, sorry just no no is, no, no okay, spoilers with, without any spoilers did anyone else think aloy came off as a bit of an asshole especially at the start like you that. said yeah. you said um aloy gets a bit more cocky as things and i thought i thought she was going to get very cocky and be called out in it but no, it was like the empowerment of Aloy, just like the, the what just was at it? at the cost of the, nothing. Well, <laughs> the sassification of like the Aloy throughout the whole thing. Well, there was the first time that she really did it with that preacher guy. That like made me like I was twitching all over the place at that. I was like, well, didn't expect that at all. I don't know. I think she had to get stuff done. And people yeah, were, yeah. But I thought she'd be a lot yeah. more obnoxious. I was like, oh. Well, I mean, yeah. No, fairness. it's more just she just had, doesn't have time for bullshit. She doesn't have time, um, no. And, and, and there's a couple of examples of that feeling obnoxious, but overall, kind of just... Because you can see that she has a lot of time for people that don't have that pompousness around them, but then even later, some other people who are a little more pompous, she still, like... She, can, she, she seems to have just a barometer of people who are taking advantage. She's no time for people that have no respect for other people, whereas people that have respect for others she has respect for them does that make sense yeah 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 like if i had that many bandit camps to clear i wouldn't have a lot of time for people talking shit either i'd be like look i have another nine districts in this um country and i have to go around all of them and in each of them i have to clear three bandit camps and i have to collect some mechanical eggs i have bitch i have too much to yeah do. it resonated with me mainly when you get um games that don't let you like skip cutscenes or anything like that especially if you replay games so it's like i don't have time for this let's go yeah. for i think for me it's more that if you think about the fact that these games are still power fantasies and so what power fantasy is aloy inhibiting for the player and so for me it's like aloy's power fantasy is saying the things that you wish you could say or want to say to people like that which is basically like shut the fuck up i don't have time for you but you know in a polite society we don't generally say shit like that um because there would be ruckus. yeah i mean people would, would yam. To pay. that's what would happen <laughs> so yam 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 um, but I did see other people saying the same thing, Cass, about them feeling that she was a bit insufferable. Um, even on Reddit and stuff, seeing posts about it. But I think her overarching narrative journey through the game is... I don't know how much I can say without it not being a spoiler. Uh, but like, She is like a lone warrior. She's a chosen one character as well. It's a, diff- yes. it's a different variation of that but she is a chosen one character and no yeah, harm and if someone was calling me savior if everyone was calling me savior and the, the hero of meridian or whatever all the time i'd have a bit of an attitude problem too i'd develop it but i don't think she has an attitude problem it's more oh, just no, she is kind of like got to do this on my own and then the overarching character development is maybe friends are okay <laughs> but it never stops either they all got to do this now i've got to do that 
and then and then she like will say to people i'll help you with your side stories as well as your companion thing so she's always offering that up but in the back of her mind she's like i just can't i don't like when does she sleep she has a room um i don't think this is a spoiler but you get a base and she has a room when does she sleep and also that's another thing and i know i complained about it and it's not a big deal but there's no like um she can't even sleep to like recover health she has to keep, you know, going out, getting berries. Yes, the berries are all over the place, except when you really need them at the last minute. But, like, can, can she not just have a rest and recover health? She's always got to be grinding. And to be fair, it's a, bit, it's a bit more relatable now that I'm chatting about it with you folks. But I really enjoyed the game, so, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I still really enjoyed it. It's funny whenever you think about games like this, and I feel like, as well... And I, I get it, it's not part of video games and I'm not saying you talk about everything uh, like, you know, guys don't talk about every single thing that happens with them inside a game space either, but like what about things, okay maybe I'm going too far with this, but what about things like periods and stuff like that, like she's a 20 year old woman, does she not have to stop every so often because she's got excruciating stuff, that wouldn't be very I think maybe the berries she's constantly eating must be basically stopping it I mean, I've eaten nothing but one food. The group. berries are full of morphine. <laughs> <laughs> Aloy actually has a, a morphine addiction, just, just an opioid problem. Progesterone-filled berries. That's all it is. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just imagining all those developers that were overworked at Rockstar and they had to animate the horse balls. But then, like, the managers come in, it's like, we don't just want horse balls. You see all the female characters in there, right? You see, like, about once a month, we want you to like, like, get some of them and program, like, develop them. I don't know what the yeah. terms. I'm not in the gaming industry. Like, develop them. <laughs> That really crucial NPC that sells you the bit that you need for that quest. I'm sorry. She, I, I, I even knew as I was going down this track, I was like, Kitty, this is dumb. What are you I mean, it's it's a fair point. You never you never see anyone go for like a piss. You never see anything like that. Do you know? Yeah. It's like, Bodily functions don't exist in video They don't games. exist. No, the only person that I would not want to hear this or get any notions about incorporating that into a game is David Cage. Because he would try to feckin' Oh, her he would make a mini oh. game out of it. He'd make a fucking He'd make a game, game about it. Yeah. And it wouldn't be an a quick time event. No hentai game. It would be David Cage just film somebody. Oh, ah, please stop. Mm. Then every five minutes you step back and go, this is hot. Press X to fucking cry. So, so, so Horizon Forbidden West, uh, we want, in the next one, Horizon uh, Permitted East, we want to see Eloy take a piss. That's what we want. Permitted East, permitted to period, please, just like all over the place. I want every single bodily function in the next game. Multiple NPCs. In all seriousness? I want properly ray-traced piss physics. That's all I need. Why... Can I not romance Catalo? Because because there's not supposed to be a romance in it, and I think that that that's a good thing. Even though a spoiler character, I was like, <laughs> I can't tell if this is incest yeah, you... or not. But oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know, know which character you're talking about. I've just got to that point where that character's oh, introduced. No. Yeah, so like, is this adult? But, also, but I'll I'll follow um, the director's like vision. <laughs> just just go there um i i think that on one hand there's like this real i want to say maybe feminist part of me that's like yes don't fall into the stereotype of the female character has to have a romance in this wider story or whatever and then the other side of me is like Catalo! well that's what fan art and fan fiction and mod mods are for so yeah kitty what if she's yes what? What if she's ace or something like that there? Oh, she's fully gay. Like. Oh, she's gay, boy. So gay. 
Aloy is so Aloy, good. Aloy, daughter so of Alan anyway. loves a bit of the old. Voice, voice by Alan Ashley Birch. <laughs> Fully, like, sure, the whole thing, the, the first hint of it to me was her and Petra in the first one. Where you were like, that. oh, oh, yeah. do you not? And then even at the start of, of Forbidden West, it comes up again where you're like, oh. I don't remember oh. that, and I should. Well, there's a full thing between her and Petra, for sure. But, like, like longing glances at each other or something? Or? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, uh, Where's your gaydar, Claire? <laughs> my gaydar's been in the sea. The longing glance. Where that, is my uh, Launched a thousand ships. Where is your Where is my gaydar? <laughs> Help me, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> for context, Claire is a raging lesbian. Raging? Um, as in two separate words. listeners. I'm always angry. <laughs> always annoyed <laughs> so and then I'm, yeah part-time jobs a lesbian ah so funny oh okay anyway so to sum up horizon has a lot of problems but it's actually still a really enjoyable game so if you enjoyed zero dawn you will enjoy forbidden west if you have not played zero dawn you'll probably still get something out of it but i would play zero dawn first but yeah. Can I just so just to add on to this wrap up, do we think there needs to be a third game? I wish not, but there is gonna Probably. be. <laughs> don't mean to say don't mean to say that so like disappointedly, but it's one of those things where it's like I need to I personally just need to reframe it, right? I have this little completionist streak in me that wants to do everything, mm. but I physically just don't have the time and I'm the same as you, I have that backlog anxiety um to the point where i'm like checking the google for what is the average play time of this game and then choosing the one that has the shortest play time to do yeah. next because i just want to get through some of the games how long to beat that but i watch it all the exactly, time exactly exactly um so i'm gonna try contrast next even though i've heard terrible things about it um but yeah so but uh i, I know i'll still enjoy a third one but i do also hope the third one is genuinely the last like stop Ugh, stop just make it really different make it like a, a dance dance revolution game or something i don't know i just think it <laughs> oh my god it's so be done it, <laughs> it needs to be different though it needs to be really make it different. Into a moose yeah that, that was the thing i feel like they took in fairness zero dawn was a great formula but they took the formula and they didn't really improve it they didn't do anything different with it they just mapped it onto and if 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 you really really love the shit out of zero dawn and wanted the exact same thing well great for you either you've got it um and i'm not saying you have to remake the wheel every single time but like when you've got that nailed then you can innovate a little bit somewhere else mm. and give you know players a taste of something a little bit different or new right and they just didn't they just didn't do that yeah. but i understand these games are fucking huge and take a lot of time but i would have i would have preferred less gunk in the map to a little more innovation but yeah i mean I'm, i will go back and play a few more side missions even though i've done loads already but i also need to justify 80 euro that's a whole different subject topic as well you know when you when you're paying oh the these, price of it yeah when you're paying like the triple a triple a prices for these things it also makes it harder yeah. to just dump it which is why game pass is just amazing yeah and it's really, I think that's part of the problem as well. I think AAA companies have this pressure of cost versus time played, mm -hmm. where there is a, a section of gamers that think, oh, if I'm going to pay this price, I need to get this certain amount of hours play out of it. Whereas 
I think that there's another subsection of people that's like, I don't care about how long the game actually is as long as it's a really quality experience. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy does a really good job of that as well, where it's still a AAA game that's like maybe a fifth or a sixth of the time, but I got such a quality experience out of that, I'd be more than happy to pay the same yeah, price. Yeah, I'm really right? enjoying um, it. Yeah, I'm playing on a Game Pass, but I, yeah. I would have paid for, for that. Um, yeah, yeah me, me too. I'd planned to pay for it, but then I paid for Horizon Zero Dawn. And then it just happened to come out and pass. And I was like, yes, we're all past shills on this podcast. It's great. I hope they sponsor us someday. One day, eventually. Game Pass sponsor? Okay. <laughs> we, we talk about it at every episode. Like it, At this point, I'm shocked, shocked that they haven't. I, I, I gotta be honest, I think we need Let's to tag Phil Spencer uh, when we put this next episode on. Like, for fuck's sake, Phil, we know you listen to this podcast religiously. Like, And we've been trying to subtly... <laughs> subtly drop hints that we would appreciate and would be willing to engage in a discussion about the possibility of you potentially providing us with a sponsorship but, but now here on. i am throwing a brick through your window and it's all your fault phil it's all well, exactly fault. johnny <laughs> all right so i think that's the horizon portion of the chat so we'll go to the elden ring where um i think i get to shut up for a little while and me. i don't know diddly squat really we'll just sit and, but here we're the people that you need to sell elden ring to to be fair oh. um uh so tell us tell us about what is elden ring let's start with that i'm gonna let chris take this because i already did a bit of talking with forbidden west and i will jump in oh okay what is yeah. elden ring um elden ring is uh basically it's dark souls uh, only it's a large open world game so it's a large open world rpg that borrows heavily from the design philosophy of breath of the wild so, so if you found playing breath of the wild engaging and rewarding for many of the same reasons i'm finding that i'm really really enjoying elden ring but it does still have a reasonably punishing difficulty not as much as previous souls games but it's still there but it has a it has a it's an incredibly unique world it's really fun and engaging and enjoyable to explore um and yeah, it's yeah. I think it's great. I have some complaints, mind you, but we'll get into those in a minute. So, Cass, is that is that a fair summary of Elden Ring? That is a fair summary. It's also like, I mean, I, I kind of threw that to you to do the intro because it's such an intimidating game to talk about. Um, like we're we're gonna try and sell it to Katie, Claire, and Johnny. Johnny will play it anyway at some point. We know he will. But like, it's a hard game to talk about. Um, not in terms of like spoiling it because I got ninety hours in, I still couldn't really tell you hundred percent what the story is be honest um but it's that's pretty classic of those kind of games isn't it though it is very very light it's It's very meta kind of storytelling Um, heavy and lower light on storytelling if that makes sense yeah um the story the story is told through npcs that you meet across the world but those npcs are hard to find and you can quite easily miss them um that, that was always kind of true in dark souls and this with the i mean the unbelievable size of the map and the several maps um it, it's even more true in this case you can you can easily miss quite huge chunks of it just by virtue of the fact that there's so many different things that you can actually do in the game so many different dungeons mini dungeons um open world uh, world boss stuff world events there's all this stuff is thrown at you and you can pretty much hit most of it right out the gates um chris yeah yeah, I was just going to say as well, it, it, heavy on the emphasis of it is an RPG. Like, not in the ter- not a lot of open world games 
uh, add RPG elements in, where you put your little ability points in somewhere, just like Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, but Elden Ring is very much an RPG in the classic sense. Like, so you can, you'll have a character build, and you'll not be able to max out all of your various traits and abilities. And you'll want to go hunting for, this is really cool, I haven't done this in years. Like, you'll be thinking about the different types of gear that you want, uh, or where you can find specific, I'm a mage, so I want to find specific spells and abilities. And you'll look stuff up, because the game doesn't tell you anything, which is complaint number one. I'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, but, uh... You used a game fact? No, I just like Chris. Jesus, Chris, come on! I thought you were Johnny, Johnny, get your get your pretentious ass. We'll we'll come to your your pretentious head out of your hole. Yeah, we'll come to your hipster game in a minute, don't you? Where the other other big game of February clearly. Um, oh no! It's, but, well, but anyway, yeah. we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. We're, get, we're keeping our listeners. We're building anticipation. Um, so yeah, there's it really the emphasis is on exploration, and it's really rewarding. And you'll want you'll be thinking about your build even when you're not playing the game and thinking about it. You'll go and explore things because the game doesn't tell you anything. Like it really doesn't. It gives you the faintest of markers. Was it in Breath of the Wild they had like the little wind system where there were little animations of wind, gently guiding Tsushima? you towards objectives? Or oh, was that Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, that was Tsushima. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it was, was, it was. Um, so they do something like that, and that if you look in the map, the various sites of Grace, which are kind of like your save points where you can level up, will guide you in directions on the map itself. But you actually have to go and find bits of the map as well, which I didn't realize, because I was seeing people had like very colorful maps online when I was looking stuff up. I was like, my map's just all like the shitty brownie gray. What, what have I done wrong? Is my game bugged? Um... But yeah, so you're, you're literally, you're exploring the world, you're building your understanding of the world. It's full of unique, curated, uh, designed areas. Like, every area looks a little bit of, a little bit different. It's the antithesis of copy and paste, really. Uh, every sub-region will have a different theme. Uh, there's lots of cool little random mini-dungeons just spread it around that you'll wander into, and there'll be like a mini-dungeon boss to find something in. Um, so yeah, I think it's really engaging for me because I have had my fill almost of those theme park open world games where it's just cut and pasted activities. You do the same like dozen or so activities over and over again. This is each time you make progress in the game, it's going to change what you think about the world and what you're going to find in it. Uh, and if that isn't selling it to you, I've got two words for you, uh, Claire and Kitty. Uh, maidens and fingers. Uh, there's a big, big maiden and finger theme in Elden Ring. <laughs> Like, you know, just in case I'm losing you there. Uh, Sorry, I'm could gonna, you elaborate that, please? As... Knowing your audience over here. <laughs> okay, okay, I need to stop you there, Chris. I know about the maidens, but... No one can stop me! I <clears throat> No, no, I just need to clarify. As the other gay on the show today, that's not an exaggeration. They talk a lot about maidens, they talk a lot about fingers, but not in the context that we would be most familiar with. Oh, so, so. I nearly got hooked in, and then the truth Almost. came out. That was queer baiting, Chris. Oh. That was queer baiting. That was Cancelled. <laughs> Cancelled. I, I know my audience. <laughs> you won't cancel me. You like, <laughs> I don't. That was I, I know my lesbians. I, I do. That is cl- I do. That is clickbait material right there. All right, oh look. God. I mean, Cass, you're going to have a lot. Using your psychology degree and, and PhD for evil. The worst thing is, though, oh. it nearly worked because just just, just the few seconds. <laughs> nearly. Contemplating. Wait, what is this man trying to tell me? And why am I willing to listen? And then it just got blown <laughs> up. So. But I knew Cassandra would be would have my back, and she clarify things because uh, she's uh, yeah, the, mo- I, I the most diligent of us. Are we still getting cancelled? Oh, probably S- someday, <laughs> but not not for this. I'm safe once more. Um, <laughs> Why did I? Oh, do that? <laughs> okay. So I think you'll find the mob will decide 
what you get cancelled oh, for, friends. And you know lesbian know. mobs. Lesbian mobs are just feral. They're just uh, so angry. <laughs> you know that uh, all uh, all uh, 16 of our listeners uh, are are uh, lesbians that are going to come for you. Are they? Hello, well, hello, lesbians. Of... Hello. <laughs> a fair, fairly large queer section of our listenership, I guess. Well, I wonder why that. Well, and they're coming for you, Chris. Until this episode, you. you can't trust yeah. anything that's said. Now. <laughs> We're gonna hemorrhage. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh anyway. Anyway, yeah. Also, the, just the moment-to-moment. Get, so th- there's the open world, but then in that open world, you have like large, large like dungeons, which are the um, uh, which are like sort of the traditional Dark Souls style. Uh, levels and they're massive and there's a big boss at the end that's really tough and all of the other dark souls tropes are there for better or for worse so the combat is challenging but rewarding if you die you drop all of your xp and cur- the, the, the currency that doubles as your xp and if you die again you'll lose it which i lost a lot of it earlier today oh, okay. i'm quite i'm quite angry what, what's your biggest loss so far so far twenty thousand runes hundred thousand oh, 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 oh I don't even know like the entire context of that, and that still hurts. Yeah, it does. It does. It really does. Um, I, 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 my own fault. I was doing a wee bit of the exploring. This, this is another part of the game. Like you're just encouraged to explore so much, to the point where I didn't pay any attention to like what, how many runes, how much experience that I'd built up. I find this wee dungeon in the middle of nowhere, and I was like, "Shit, I've been past this area forty times, and I never noticed this." Oh, cool. La 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 la. Run in. And got absolutely sideswiped, and then went to go get my. Um, I was like, "Fine, it's fine, okay." And go get my runes again. I'll collect them. It'll be okay. And a different enemy in the same room that I didn't notice before just like descended from the rafters and at me. Alive. The fucking little imp things. Gone. Yes, those little fucks. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I hate them so much. Nice. Um, I, for you. I, I, I no, will say fucks. as well. Actually, as someone who got frustrated with their slavish devotion to like making a hard game to market it as a hard i always got a bit annoyed at this well they wouldn't say it was more it was for marketing they'd say it's for their design philosophy fine whatever this is the most accessible one because it's an open world game uh it feels like they had to accommodate you coming at problems from different angles uh and also if you are stuck on one of those big major dungeons which tend to be the big uh, key points in the plot that you have to get past to progress in the world uh, you can't back off and go out into the open world and just kill some little easy enemy things and level up a bit and i'm getting to areas and i'm over leveled which is good uh, they've also added in other things which help like you can now summon uh, like what are called spirit like different types of spirits they're called ashes uh, and they'll fight alongside you in most boss battles where it's not explained exactly where why you can use them in different areas but you'll see a little symbol come up and you can call in other characters and stuff uh, to fight alongside you so it is to me, it feels like the easiest one so far, but maybe that's just because I've played a few of them at this stage. But yes, Kitty. So two things that I watched this week. I randomly watched the H Bomber guy uh, video about Bloodborne, which made me realize why I might li- like the Dark Souls series. And that's actually a really genuinely good video about why people who don't like Dark Souls end up liking Bloodborne and then go back and retroactively like Dark Souls, like the other games, which I, I just find it really interesting as uh, from a design perspective. But I also watched the Girlfriend Reviews video today about um, it wasn't actually the boyfriend that played it, it was the girlfriend I watched that, that played it. As well. I saw it today. Yeah, it's it. a really good video and I think sums up a lot of why I talk 
quite heavily about accessibility in games and that whole argument that people say of like no i don't want an easy mode in dark souls because it will subtract from the experience or intended experience the the developers envision which honestly just at its core i think is incredibly pretentious more than anything else i can understand having an artistic vision but equally like get your head out of your hole please it's bullshit Um, it's bullshit but that video perfectly encapsulized to me why it's such a good idea to have all these different options and to have your games be accessible because then people play it in their you know they can come at things in their own way as well but that doesn't take away from their sense of achievement you can make a game still be brutally difficult in a lot of ways but even though people's abilities and skills are at different levels they'll still feel that challenge and they'll still feel that same sense of achievement and accomplishment that somebody who is obviously much more adept at the game and plays it in a completely different way will get that same sense Mm. Like for me, when you're designing a game, you're not, you shouldn't be designing a game based on, I want it to be brutally hard. You should design it based on what you want your player to feel. You want them to feel a kind of experience and that is what you're designing for. And so if somebody who's overpowered their squids and cheeses the game a little bit versus somebody who's right up close and personal, dodging and weaving and whatever, if they both feel the same thing, have you not succeeded Mm. still? Yeah. Like that's I, a very I, that's a very eloquent way of putting it. My my like foray into this whole thing is a lot more blunt and a lot more even a bit sort of corporate in a way. The the whole discussion about it and it's its whole its whole thing on its own is if there's an easy mode in the game, you don't have to pick it. It's so simple, you know, you don't have to pick it. And then there's the well, you know, I, I, I don't want to mess with the developer's creativity. The developer also wants to make money. You make games to sell them to make money. Uh, the more people that can buy a game, the more you know. The more people that will buy a game, you know, uh, you you make money. So we there's this whole thing about oh god the art and all this here sort of stuff that can all be well and true, but everyone wants to make money. Um, and you get a publisher, you self self publish whatever whatever. And so wouldn't you want to also just add these here functions that mean more people can buy it in a very sort of like business corporate sort of thing. You know, so there's no reason not to add this and anyone that is against it just needs to just look at themselves and not get so worked up and just calm down and have a cup of tea. Like, it's not that deep at all. So that's... Yeah, Yeah, I I, I agree. And I think then... And honestly, they don't give you an easy mode in Elden Ring, but by virtue of the fact they have to accommodate it being an open-world RPG, like I said, it just means you can build your character in a way that's easier for you to play so i play the astrologer the, the mage of the game and it's just easier to play because i i'm never good enough to get into the parrying and shield you know and dodging and stuff of melee so like they already make concessions in a way to different styles of play if you think about it just putting in different difficulty modes is just a step further it's it's again further accommodating different ways of playing and coming towards the game You'll never change their mind at this stage. But that does bring me on to a couple of little complaints I have. Number one. Um, Can I interrupt just before you get into that? Oh yeah, bit? go for it. Because um, I did have a debate. So some people know that I teach a class. And I got into a debate with some of my students about it. Um, so the class went on an extra 20 minutes longer than usual oh, because of it. Um, and I think it's a really interesting discussion to have and should be had. Um, but I think... There's something to be said about the fact that Dark Souls Souls has always been a niche. And 
you know, as as an indie developer, you're much more uh, likely to be successful if you target a niche audience rather than trying to target everybody. And um, because there are people within that niche that are really desiring of those experiences. But when you get to the point of where Dark Souls is now, the next logical step is making it more accessible and Elden Ring is proof of that because look at the amount it's made already, like what, 128 well, million or something? I think silly? it's now to kind of franchise this week. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So keep making that accessible for more people. Like it's it's just the next logical logical conclusion, right? Expanding your audience to make more money. And I think, I think regardless of what people argue about, I think they will end up going more down that road for that reason more than anything else. It's, but yes, please get into your complaints, Chris. Certainly, you. I'm just gonna say one thing. It's certainly gonna be interesting to see where things go from here with big AAA open worldy kind of games like this. Like, I think Elden Ring probably has shifted the genre a little bit. Like it does feel that kind of momentous. Especially that and Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I mean, Breath. Yeah, the Elden Ring obviously lifts quite a lot from Breath of the Wild in just terms of exploration and the map design and the the layering, the verticality of stuff as well. It's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, Breath of the Wild is a good one to bring up again, just because just as Breath of the Wild had the weapon degradation system, which I despised, yet I still loved yeah. Breath of the Wild. There are a few things, and I do believe they're legacy. There are legacy decisions of the design philosophy that. Um, I that that hamper the enjoyment of the game for me. So like the actually the difficulty isn't. I don't actually think it's as difficult as some of the other ones. And Kitty, you raise a good point about some indie games. Uh, Hades was a hard game, and not one of us really complained about it have, not having an easy mode. So to be fair, it does have an easy mode. It's called God Mode. Oh, does it? You can switch it on. Yeah, Hades has oh. an easy mode. All right, well, just ignore what I said. Um, <laughs> Elden Ring, right? Number one, would it kill you to have a fucking pause button in the game? I mean, what is the I, like, I can't pause the game to take a piss. Apparently what, you what? can. I don't know how to do it. There's a mod you can get, but... A, no, a, no, mod. a mod. <laughs> a mod to pause the game. Xbox and no mods for that. There is you know you can pause Stranger in Paradise. Yeah. Oh my god, Johnny. We'll get to that. Okay, right. Number two. Yeah. Um, a big, a, a cool thing about the game is that you can. It has that sort of soft multiplayer side of it, where you can leave little messages for people, warning them about enemies ahead and stuff. Yeah, you've seen this kind of thing. For some reason, now again, I'd love to know the uh, the artful design philosophy about allowing people to put these interactive messages on interactable objects, like levers and buttons and switches and things that you have to hit to open doors. And like, there's been t so like you'd come and you have to open a door and pull a lever, but it's just like you have to keep hitting the same button, which activates the message to read it. And it, and it just it's annoying. I don't know why it's there. Um, well, that's really bad UX. It's just and but like there's people online. Def I know like randomers on the internet. It doesn't mean anything, but you see people defending this, and they're just doing it because they're so devoted to the Dark Souls series being their little thing. Like any concession to some sort of convenience to the player. Uh, they won't stand for it, which is odd because there are things in the game, like for example, they do the thing I love. You can like harvest. They don't animate picking herbs and looting corpses. You can just press a button on horseback. So it's not that the, that the developers aren't aware of like player convenience. It's just they they apply that philosophy a little inconsistently at points. Yeah, guess. Yeah, because they they have made other concessions as well. Like Elden Ring has a map. None of the other Dark Souls games ever had one, and there are certain map markers for your like sites of grace the save points and everything like that so you do have they have made several concessions even in the latest patch they added little icons to show you where some of the really annoying to find npcs are located 
which was a godsend for me because there were some I didn't even know existed and they were on the map. So yeah, um, which brings me to my next point. Uh, no, adding the map markers is is good for the NPCs. But would it kill you to give me a quest log? Some of us, like, I have to work quite a bit and if I go off for four days, having started a quest, I come back to the game and it's like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be going or what I'm supposed to be doing and I know I should be doing something. But, and then, I, again, I've seen, like, random comments on the internet. I think it was uh, James Stephanie Sterling retweeted someone saying, oh, you should get a notebook and make notes when you're playing the game. I was like, I don't have the time for this! Just put I, it in I the game. That. And that's uh, great, Cass. I like I'm, a good, good, I'm glad you do, you're such you're such a SWAT, Cass. Is. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I I genuinely love some games that require me to get out a notebook, like um, uh, the Telling Lies or Her Story or uh, what's the one where you go on the ship with all the dead people and you can go. Aubrey, back in time. what happened to Aubrey? Yeah, the Return of Aubrey, right? Games like that. But I'm doing it because I need to figure out logical inconsistencies and stuff like that. Not a fucking yeah, quest log. Yeah. Like, like, having a notebook with that sort of game can add to an experience, you know, especially if it's a detective game or something. But from what you're saying, um, especially a game that every little concession would seems to be like helpful and more accessible to people, this seems like... Yeah. No, but the, fuck the, the, you. The, 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 yeah, there is a lot. Fuck of, your convenience. There's there's a lot of what feels like the middle finger being given to the players in some circumstances. Like pr- the way Elden Ring said, I yes, there was a t- <laughs> there was a time when I was just starting it where I would have killed for a quest log, not necessarily giving me like like a World of Warcraft style like map marker go here to pick up item to send to this player whatever whatever you're gonna do with it. But even just a quest log to say, like, hey, you're on Rani's quest. Hey, Nafali's quest, NPC character names. But like, just to say, like, hey, you've gotten to part seven of ten or something like that. So you have a rough idea where you're going. Because if I wasn't keeping notes on my phone when I've been playing it, I would, the same as you, Chris, I'd log in after a day or two of not being on it and go, like, ha, huh, I have no memory of this place. Like, insert John Travolta gif here. Yeah, it doesn't have to be World of Warcraft or, like, uh, just because we're talking about horizon levels of, like, specific map markers. Even just, a, like, a hint, a reminder in, like, a log that's saying, you're supposed to be helping Richard, you stupid fuck. Like, you know, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but there's yeah. nothing. Um, yeah, they, you can still be given the middle finger. Yeah. But just be given the middle finger. Like, be like, ah, you dick, do you not remember? You were talking to Joe at the corner shop. Exactly. You need... Yeah. <laughs> you need that guy. See, that's good. Then... That, the, so, again, the backlog anxiety, one of the reasons I've not fully devoted to these games is because how much time they take. I probably would be rubbish at them. I've played a little bit of Dark Souls. But for me, it's just when you die or whatever, having to run back. So a lot of the, the time eating isn't just necessarily how often you would have to like try killing a boss to advance, etc. So all these things are just telling me, well, now I need to put time aside to figure out where I'm even going in that. And then it would be easier for me to just pick up one of those... Ubisoft copy paste games, you know the complete yeah. opposite, and just be well, a bad gamer. Theme park versus museum thing. Like, do you want to switch yeah, off, I or think... do, you want, do you want to be plugged in to your beans? Yeah, I think there's definitely. I think that distinction is just so helpful because it means that there's not this. Oh my god, Elden Ring is such a better game. It's not. They're just. It's apples and oranges, right? And um, Chris, is there fast travel in Elden Ring? Yes, yes. There, is. there is. Oh my god pretty reliable and again it shows that they, they can be nice when they want to like they can make your life easier when they want to um and then the final thing i'll say is and this is a really interesting one just given my point in that they know that something could be easier but they seem 
determined for the sake of being stuck in to a formula that they have the multiplayer component i think i would love a heavily multiplayer a more heavily multiplayer focused version of this kind of game because i think it works really really well because it is challenging so it's really cool to beat the hard the really cool scary big dragons and monsters with your with your significant other your friends or whatever but the way they manage multiplayer it's you know it's reasonably intuitive they have uh in certain areas you'll have like this little uh, statue thing that you can activate and then rather than just go to your friends list and i can be like hey Cass, can you help me beat this boss like you know send an invite like in any other game i have to mix two flowers together to make a finger fingers again what's called a fulcrum finger remedy remedy i then have to put this down on the ground and then we have to match our passwords in a separate menu system to bring the person in now again this is very much in line with they always had a bit of an awkward multiplayer thing but like it's really weird that they kept it because getting the ingredients to make this thing is or is trivial that these flowers are everywhere to the point where it's like why are you even making me do it if it's this easy to get and you're giving me lots of them anyway so it's not difficult to maintain the multiplayer aspect of it it's just it just seems needlessly awkward like just put an invite yeah. system in arbitrary mm, yes yeah. yes it's, completely arbitrary you must it's a legacy system like yeah you must jump through this hoop it's, it's a legacy system from the old souls games and like so the way I, the way i've been playing it, I, I feel like i've been quite lucky with how i've been able to play this game because amy has a spare TV, so she's left that TV around at my place with her Xbox. So we have basically sat side by side, absolutely scumming this game the entire way. So I've got my TV, she's got hers, and we both sit on the sofa and play together. So even when we're not having to navigate the ass backwards multiplayer... Do you hear the absolute disgustingness we're getting out of this as well? The loveliness. We get it. Mm, You're adorable. I hope you spoil the game for each other. Yeah, we, we have. It does sound lovely. Um, disgusting, yes. though. It does. Yeah. We're just jealous. Yeah. Hashtag so, act. Let. Hashtag we faces. <laughs> we faces. Um, right, so, like, listen, even cuteness aside and stuff, it's so, so obtuse. Like, the, the, one, wor- the one word I would use to describe Elden Ring is just obtuse to a, to a mm. fault. It is so irritating, so, so, like, teeth curlingly irritating at times. But it's still, I'm still playing it. I've probably still got another 20 hours to go before I'm even close to the end of it. And I'm like 90 hours. We're not 100%ing it, but we're getting kind of close to it at this stage. Yeah, like, yeah. The multiplayer is the main sort of point here. Sorry. It's, I wish that there was a way to just sync up the two worlds. Like, yes, uh, you get sync, you're, you're brought into each other's world. So, like, if you want to tackle one of those legacy dungeons together, if you want to tackle one one thing, you have to do it twice, essentially. You have to do it in your world, and then you have to be summoned into their mm. world to, to complete it, which is fun in a way because it lets you play some of the some of the more interesting bosses a couple times over. But also when you're just trying to clear stuff out, it can be, it can be a little bit irritating as well. It's, the multiplayer system does not need to be as complex as it is or as irritating as it is. Based on time. Do you know what it feels like to me? It feels, and it, it, to me, it kind of boils down to that idea of somewhat pretentiousness as well, yeah. where it feels like the designers are like, we've heard the things that you want, but you'll fucking take what you're given. Yeah. Like, that's what it feels like rather than going, oh, all of these. And to a certain extent, I'm like, I respect that because you do often get uh, times where there are certain players who are 
a, a loud minority and if you listen to them you would end up with a worse game that less people would enjoy i do understand that but i still think there is a point where you should critically analyze what people are saying consistently and see if it actually makes it and it doesn't feel like they ever do that they're just like we're gonna do what we're gonna do and you're gonna fucking like it or lump it i am an auteur do live it <laughs> oh. Too soon. Too soon. I will, I will say, um, in spite of all of my complaining, it is a Breath of the Wild situation that there's lots of small things that are really irritating me that could be better, but the fact that compared to so many forgettable open world games, every everywhere you explore, there's something cool that looks like it's been taken out of, uh, like your favorite kind of series of fantasy novels, or uh, your favorite. Well, there's a lot of Game of Thrones. Um, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're exploring a castle and you'll come out and see a vista and there'll be this, uh, like, th these weird, unique enemies you've never seen before. Everything's a bit grotesque. Um, it, 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 yeah, it's just genuinely really worth exploring. And the world really, it's, again, it's a, it creates an implicit motivation to keep moving forward. Whereas so few open world games do. I get bored of most of them. This one, it's like, I really want to just keep going to see what they came up with next. It's really cool. So. I was playing it just That's before nice. we started recording, just because like I thought oh, I got like half an hour. I could throw myself against this boss for a little bit. I don't do. I don't get that with a lot of games. I don't. I'd never finish game. Well, very rarely do I ever finish a full game, and this one for how long it is, I yeah I can't wait to get through it all. You know. So that feels like a good place to maybe wrap up on that unless you have any other final thoughts that you'd like to summarize before we move on no i'd say no no i've I'm, i've said my piece probably said more in the coming weeks a little bit less yeah. just as we wrap the game up I wanna... sounds like it seems that cassie has one no no i was gonna say something but i'll save it for when i'm actually finished with it so well i interesting segue i have some final thoughts some so i was final say, fantasy Dolly, origins just... stranger in paradise thoughts so I was going to say, I'm going to let you make this decision because we are at an R5. We're, so we're you're going, not editing we're going, this. We're going, we're going. Okay, okay, this train is leaving the station. No, take what you're uh, all right. Um, Claire, if at any point you... I know that you have D&D &D afterwards. If you need to run on at any point, that's fine. But uh, I think... I, I think, think we're fine. fine. We've got another, like, 45 minutes. So it's fine. Don't worry. Awesome. Nice. Plenty, Perfect. plenty, plenty. All right, Johnny. So, uh, what do you take us through uh, your thoughts on? Well, I've recently have uh, been a uh, last couple of days. I just downloaded the uh, demo of that there, the other Souls-like that was released recently. It's not quite as you know established as uh, Elden Ring, but it's, it's it's from guys of a pedigree. You know, ever heard of Ninja Studios at all? Ninja Theory Studios. They made such a classical first, such as a uh, Dead or Alive One, Dead or Alive Two. <laughs> Wait, are they the ones that worked on this game? Oh yeah, they've also the made Ninja Gaiden Ninja and Gaiden, um, yeah. the Metroid. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, Ninja that... Gaiden's hard as fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it, it, it shows in this. But I agree. They also made uh, Metroid Other M, the, the the Metroid no one likes to talk about because it's a bit, bit shit. And they made Neo. You know, you know Neo, the one if we were like uh, the other, not Sekiro, the superior one, but it's the other Samurai Rogue Light. Oh Neo. I played N A O I H. Kit. That's the one, that's the one, yeah. Goku. The Irish, is it, no. is it like the Irish samurai guy, or am I mixing no, he Yes, looks... no, no, that, no, no, that's him, that's him, he's the Irish samurai guy okay. who goes to Japan and just weaves out. But he looks like I Goku, see. like white-haired Super Saiyan Goku, the lead character of that game. Yeah, he's got, yeah, yes. he's got that yes. bleach blonde thing going for him, yes, he does have right, that. Right, so these are the makers of this 
Final Fantasy. Yes, yes. They've also made they've also made ice. Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors as well. They're involved in that as well. What? Yeah, the the Musos, they worked on that as well. But anyway, what? no, yeah, these guys they're kind of like the uh, you know Platinum Games, but less good. That's kind of the best way to describe them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go on, tell us about this demo. See, when you started, when you were talking about it earlier, I thought you'd been playing the game, not. No, just, it's, not, it's it's a big demo. The demo. It's a it's demo so okay. big they're allowing you to basically carry your progress from the demo into the actual game if you buy the game. Oh, nice. Oh, that's nice. I wish more yeah. games did that. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> 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 right. It's just uh, I don't know if it's been fixed yet, but Baldur's Gate Three has a big problem um, with that. It's currently in EA, and there's this whole thing with your save file won't transfer into when it comes out of early access. And um, a friend of mine has like 20 hours into the um, early access version of Baldur's Gate 3 right now. Um, and they did an update, and the update erased the file. So that's 20 hours <laughs> gone. So it's just, and like, I'm really looking forward to Baldur's Gate when it comes out and like Larry and do good things. So like, you know, don't blacklist me from the industry, but that's wild annoying. <laughs> so just reminded me of that, sorry. Just be just be, just be, be careful with your wee save there. Just be careful. So how long is the demo roughly? Well, I've spent about four hours tackling the first dungeon, if you will, uh, get to the oh, first wow. boss. And uh, I thought that's when the demo would end, but then you go back to the castle. You talk to the king, the king just sits in his throne all day. That's all. It, the game is so fucking. It, it's kind of how would I describe a, you know, the room. Hi. How that's a film that like Movie. it's objectively bad. But it's so bad it's good. But you keep. I watch it like five or six times, and each time I watch it, I always see something different that makes me laugh. Uh, this game is kind of like that because it's it's poorly optimized. It looks like a fucking like launch game for the PS4 that you know no one actually played uh, character models are kind of generic looks like a lot of stock like you know uh, bits used I'm not selling it to you right but uh, I don't care like I'm playing it and it's it has all these horrible things about it it, it actually froze on me once when I tried to pause it and uh, I had to restart the thing as well and it's oh let me tell you about this fucking menu system like the, the cast magic on it you have to use a yeah first of all i have to have a fucking mace it's so obtuse like it makes dark souls seem like a fucking walk in the park because you have a oh you have the job system but then you have your clothes on top of the job system and then you like abilities from each job that you can then basically customize in your combos so when you in the combos you have to customize Death what each systems. one is oh it's byzantine as fuck like you, it's systems on top of systems and top systems and it is not intuitive it is not intuitive at all so uh, I love it, right? I'm playing away. It's, it's fantastic. It's so fucking broken, <laughs> and I'm addicted to it. Uh, Do you know what it reminds me of actually? Um, last week when we were talking about Pokemon Arceus and what an absolute shit hot mess. It that is, is. It is a hot mess. It's a glorious. But it's 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 a mess. But it's hot. I'll put it this <laughs> you know way. What I mean? like, same. Same. It's kind. Of, it's like one of those things. Like it, uh, it's the production value there. It's, there's a lot of really nice stuff, but the way it's put together, it's so. It's kind of like you know, like the River Deal of Final Fantasy games, where it's just like decisions oh. made. You're like, why did you make this decision, and why am I'm I so, still playing this? I'm so down with this. I'm so. I don't know why, because it sounds. It's same with Arceus. Like they both sound like an absolute mess, and I really, I'm dying. Like. Give me the, the the trash fire. Well, the thing is, it is a trash. It, well, it's, it's, it is on, trash, sorry. glorious trash. Uh, like even like the storyline. Like, and the thing is, like I used to thought like uh, when I first was found this game. You know the famous meme about the game where like the guy has the cutscene where where he's talking to some girl and the girl's all like you know like uh, she talks about. And so I decided to become chaos because in becoming chaos I could maybe embrace chaos. And then a group of warriors would come and destroy chaos. And though being destroyed, 
at as, as a weaker case. I can destroy case, and thus I would help the world. And she goes on in this contrived fucking reason. While this happens, you see the main face as a character just looking at her completely fucking stone cold. She delivers this bit, and this is like, a, if you actually watch the first cutscene, this is three minutes of her just doing monologue. Contrived, up its ass fucking monologue. And he just looks at her and goes, Bullshit. Walks around, puts <laughs> his iPods in, brings out his actual phone, puts on a song, it's Limp Biscuit. Oh my god. <laughs> Walks away. The cutscene goes to basically MSI the castle, like about 10 minutes later. Same song playing, so I assume it's been on repeat the entire time. Him listen to it in silence, while followed by his fucking team behind him. And then he stops, turns around and goes, He's here. I can feel him. When I first thought that, I thought, that's a meme. I played the actual scene. That's what happens. I thought To me, it feels like some kind of meta joke. It feels, it, these, it feels like some... genre. It is. It feels like a fucking middle finger to the whole fucking franchise. It's fucking amazing. Like, the main character, Jack... Only has one thing in his mind, and it's fucking chaos, right? He comes out, he turns on, he's like, you know, I know nothing about my... I just know chaos. I fucking hate it. I think chaos fucked my mom or something. I don't like it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to hunt it down. I'm going to get confined. And someone talks to me, do you want to, like, you know, go to the shop? I don't know. I go to the shop, but, like, I feel like I'd be spending more time, you know, killing chaos. That's kind of, like, my thing, chaos. And, like, people want to do other things. Like, yeah, I kind of want to do that. Like, I could go to bed and sleep and get some rest. But uh, I kind of want to kill chaos, you know. That's that's kind of my deal. And everything he goes, everywhere he goes, that's all he fucking worries about is chaos. And I, I'm fucking dirt of it because he's such a one-note pony. But my god, that one note, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like One Punch Man, where like it just keeps going for it as hard as he can, as hard as he can, yeah. to the point that it becomes beyond fucking hilarious. Isn't the isn't this a remake of the first Final Fantasy? Game? It is. This is Why the origin though? story of Garland. Like, Wait, what? Yeah, this, yes. It's like this is the four fours of light. I know nothing about right. it. Hang on a second, because yeah, I was going to say, Claire, you had your hand up a few times yeah. there. The the hand system only works if you if you watch what you watch, Johnny. Oh no, I was just saying that he's somehow. I've never I've never played Final Fantasy. I just never got around it. But somehow, like we had the, these sort of beautiful, thoughtful discussions about Elden Ring, which. It did make me want to attempt it or whatever but then you just start saying all these words all this here nonsense about chaos and memes and it just sounds like a mess and i'm like i wouldn't mind giving that a go you know so you sold yeah. it <laughs> I- i'm trying to s- <laughs> it doesn't well sound right though I- you shouldn't have won this how would, how would i how would i the only game i can compare it to is like it only other games that are similar to it would be like it is a ro- a source like but it's kind of like the first it time you play. It feels like Devil May Cry. Here, yes, almost? yes, yes. Metal With Gear Dark Solid Souls. Revengeance Rising. Never played that game. No. Yep. You should. It's okay. It's also a gloriously janky, broken mess. But my God, the fucking storyline to it is fucking batshit insane. I want the bad. It, that's what I want. You see, that's mm. what it's like. Because it sounds like it takes itself really seriously, whilst equally not taking itself seriously it, it, at it all. It fucking walks the line, edge. Like, and the thing it, is, what? That's so difficult to do. Like, I showed you the cutscene where, like, uh, there's a part where, like, you meet this big villain called Lich, and he gives this big, massive speech about, like, like I will destroy you, and he talks about how he does. And during the middle of the speech, just your main character goes, "I don't give a fuck," and just fucking runs in and starts punching him. That's what, it's like. He just doesn't let him. Like, it's kind of like Jackie's kind of like a you know ever played like Mass Effect, right? You know where you have your Paragon Hi. option and your Renegade option, right? Yes. I feel like Jack is just stuck on the Renegade option and he keeps pressing it every chance he can get. Like, if he's his Renegade option, somebody, up, somebody he fucking put, you know, somebody put Somebody put tape <laughs> over the button. 
It's just fucking stuck reminds, in my eye. Yeah, I watched the video. Of Metal Wolf Chaos, you know that? Have you ever? Yes, yes, that yes. That game that's is exactly. a batshit. Richard! The dubbing on that is amazing. It's just like the president Mr. of America president. fighting these big mechas and the voice. You know, one of those like badly dubbed. Uh, that's oh, it's so good to just watch cutscenes from that. I think that's also platinum games. The guys that made Metal Gear Rise and Revenge. So it's it's cheesy as fuck. It's a, uh, it, it's like it does have a cutscene, but every cutscene almost like it's trying to deliberately undermine itself and its premise every time it does it. It's like there's one part where like in the, where, like a main character Jackie comes out of the castle after his mission. He walks into the middle of the fucking like you know a uh, town, and you meet the princess because it's a classic Final Fantasy game. Of course, it's going to be a princess, and she's sitting there playing like the Laren, and all the people of the kingdom love her. All crowd around, it's like our princess is so lovely. Jack couldn't give a fuck. He's all about the chaos. So, of course, she's obsessed with him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> because he oh. shows no interest in Yeah, him. like, he, he just completely fucking sigmas her and just fucking walks on. And she's like, oh, my God, I fucking love this guy. And, like, and I think everything he does, like, and your companions, my Christ, one of your guys, right, he looks like he's got a thatch, like, in a way, green jacket, black string, jeans, and goodies. Mm-hmm. Like trainers, like Nike trainers. Yeah, I was going to say, you have yeah. to translate that for some of our listeners, what a goody is. <laughs> Actually, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he's wearing trainer. He looks like he just walked out of a fucking like you know hot topic. No, 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 not a hot topic like that, because most characters in Final Fantasy like hot topic. That's a bad yeah. example. Yes, he looked like he walked out of a fucking river island. With or Hollister. Hollister, yeah. He looks like he doesn't belong in this world. Like he's a fucking East Sky character that's got fucking dropped in about even fucking dying. He just turns up, and he's part of your, and he's all three of his look. He's do not fit in. You stick out like sore thumbs because everyone's got like like these fucking regalias and stuff and like over fancy and these three dudes look like just fucking walking out of a fucking Thompson's garage at fucking three o'clock in the morning Thompson's garage is a local nightclub in Belfast <laughs> for international listeners it's where uh, hope goes to die that's very classy and respect was never <laughs> in the building respect never fucking was there yeah but yeah it's I've only ever been there once to see DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff back in the day was he there yeah I Jazzy Jeff yeah. it's awful yep yeah, the walls that is are sticky. Years and years ago, but uh, the walls are sticky. Everything is sticky. But here's the further cell. It was one of the few places that used to stay open to like six in the morning as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a Changed the laws. Last chance. Everywhere closes at one a.m. Three half, half three. Because for... why? But uh, the, anyway, it is a ganky game. It's completely broken, and sometimes it's quite awkward to play because when you're first playing it, right? Normally, a game like you'd expect to use the face buttons to attack. Uh, for some odd reason in this game you have to use the shoulder buttons to attack and defend and like stuff like your evade your guard and like your counter guard which you use to block something but it eats up your guard but if you use it at the right time it kind of works as a counter but not really it's also to bring back your magic as well which you need to do all your special abilities and also to use your actual other thing but then again you can split between two styles at the same time and that's it depends what you have set up with the job system trust me it's a fucking hot mess the entire menu system I'm only starting to get two turns of it but there are times when I'm playing it I just like I say I get panicky I start hitting face buttons like I'm meant to hit something and that just does technical stuff and I, I die a lot yes, Johnny are you going to play the full g- are you going to complete it when the full game comes out are you going to buy it yeah you're going to get it bad. yeah Once I get this, into because this amuses me and I want to hear more of your like here Chris well I've got to Greek tragedy Chris. ordeal I want to hear about the rest can of this you, can you play this instead of whatever other shit from five years ago that you're thinking of playing otherwise like let's forget that's about all of the Assassin's Creed buy this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but Chris accessibility take, take, options it's got them 
it's a hot mess, wow. but it's got choosable difficulties. Wow. You can choose a difficulty, Chris. You can go uh, for like you know, uh, easy, normal, ass action um, mode, or like you know, you fucking hate yourself mode. Well, now does it have romance options? Because even Elden Ring has a very brief romance option. No, you're Jack. Jack Does doesn't it? believe in romance. Jack. Yeah. Well, it's a very Elden Ring romance option. Uh, you can you can get a hug, which I think gives you a health penalty debuff. <laughs> so, but it, does it fix your poise though? No. No. No, it's just a debuff. <laughs> Is there a romance option? <laughs> no. Well, un unless he, he finds out he's in those chaos the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Jack. Jack has Jack has no time. The main Jack, the main character, Jack has no time for romance. He only has time for killing chaos. <laughs> Is he gonna romance chaos? I don't know. He's so he's so in he's so in hate of it. Fan fiction's <laughs> already being written. Oh, but man, he's fantastic. He's like a mix of like look, take all like your your strong boy protagonists in the Final Fantasy games. You get like your snow, your Aurons, your Sabins, and your your Boshes and stuff like that, right? Now you clump them all together, right? And uh, all that bishy boy nonsense that from like all the previous games, like these guys actually look like they can actually hold these swords they're given, as opposed. Nice. But uh, that's what he kind of runs with, and like he just runs about. And uh... anyway, I'm digressing. Accessibility options, Chris. That's what I was trying to sell you one, right? You can pause. You it. got me. It like I. You can pause this game. I don't really understand what the rest what? of it is, or what the point of it is, you but it has accessibility spoiled. options. You can pause it, Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris. When you die, you don't lose your souls. You just go I back mean... to the last place you died. All right. Well, you know what? You've, you, I'm intrigued. You, you finish this game, and Chris, and Chris, if you find the boss is too hard, does we think Orbit side that you can use to temporarily change the difficulty? Well, I think you'll find killing all the bosses in Elden Ring just fine, Johnny. But that's good to know. Um, I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying. These are, these are, these are the options. Wait, where did this become like an ego-stroking thing? Like, it's come down. Sorry. All Unlike right. uh, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy game, where if you die in it, you, there's absolutely zero repercussions. Not at all. I, uh, like you just, oh, just like plop right this back in where you so were. I was, watching my no bother. I was watching my housemate play it where like this scene where like a uh, Peter Quill's not daughter, totally his daughter, falls off a cliff and uh, he tries to go over and save her, but C Nickel was really tired and he kept fucking up the cutscene. So every time he jumped over, you just see Peter Quill smack his head and just fall off to his death yeah. five <laughs> times in a row. But the thing is, if you feel it, just goes back. To that, like, like, yeah, literally five seconds. It it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's like, what even is the point of the cutscene of if you haven't like the fucking action scene if you just go back? Yeah, it's a genuinely easy game. I think the only time I really struggled was was the very very last battle. Mm. It pissed me off a little, but uh, like it was fine. Um, but we're going to talk about that more another time because uh, uh, we realized that we don't have. Yeah. We don't want to make it even longer for Furby Johnny to edit. I'm just my own fault for doing it at this point, but like, but that's basically nah. my piece on that game. It's it's an absolute walking nice. disaster piece, and uh, I'm loving every second of it. I'm sold. I'm yeah. I'm I'm dying. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a go now. I will at least After watch I... the cutscenes on YouTube. Cass, you have a PS5. You can probably you know just download the demo and and we can talk about you it next. Mistaken next one. her for somebody who has the will. It's all yeah. Elden Ring right now. Cass, Cass, you can, you can, Cass, you can kick a tombri to death. What's a tombri? Which one? It's, 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 it's the wee knife dudes. Oh fuck them! Shit, it hurt. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, I was gonna say, you don't know what a tombri is. Um, so that sounds awesome. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that. I'm glad that you got you. You got. I won't get keep anything other than Final Fantasy content. Apparently, that's the line for mm. me. Um, you don't know what this is. Plus, it is uh, weird seeing a Souls-like awesome. game with Final Fantasy characters, isn't it? It is just weird. 
Yeah. Um, so there has been, uh, normally we do talk a little bit about news. I think we're not going to because all the news is depressing as fuck anyway. So fuck that. Um, okay. We're not gonna. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you to Claire oh, for joining us me. for this episode. It was a lot of fun. And I, like, I think we were all kind of like, is the episode going? Because it's our first time having five people at yeah. the same time i think this was fine yeah. pretty efficient and any listeners that yeah. yeah any listeners that disagree are wrong all three of them or four yeah. of them <laughs> all three of them are They're wrong um but yeah uh do you want to plug anything claire what about your own podcast oh god that one i haven't done in ages yeah well i'm actually going to record maybe next week with a friend and i'd be happy to chat Very with cool. you folks um yeah, I make a podcast called Bear With Me. There's been three episodes. The whole premise of it was to chat with people about hobbies and all sorts of things that they've wanted to do or they tried to do or they, you know, you know, in lockdown was all about trying different things and like I bought a bow and arrow set, you know, and I've used it one and a half times. So it was just about, you know, <laughs> people trying to fulfill their dreams, any dreams they've tried before and they failed, any dreams that they want to start. Why haven't you started it? It's just a sort of chat, a fireside chat. So I'll get back to that at some point, but it's not as professional as this one. Um, professional yeah. thank wow. that is not a word I would consistent, have used in reference to um, just yeah consistent hosted it's consistently it's consistently inconsistent well it's, it's still aggressively doing a, amateur doing a better job than me. no I've, I've, I've nothing to plug apart from just like have a yeah I don't know myself have a great have a day, day. That's, yeah, all right. it's good. Um, thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you in the next episode yeah thanks everyone Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.